Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barty Technician, Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Why It Matters. Now, despite a trying year, it's been found that the global advertising market can see a record growth. And we are seeing record growth last year, up 23.8% to $771 billion. We're expecting this trend to remain strong over the next few years. In fact, according to a report by WARC, new advertising Advertising spend forecast for 100 markets worldwide showed that the global ad market has largely weathered the impact of COVID-19. Yes, in fact, ad trade is on course to reach a value of one trillion US dollars in 2025, with more than half of this money paid to just three companies. No prizes for guessing who: Alphabet, Meta. And Amazon. Mm. Uh, Advertising investment is forecast to rise by a further 12.5% and 8.3% this year and next year, with e commerce platforms set to lead this growth. Mm. So it is good news. Where next, or where is the money going to go? We have on the line with us Ashik Ashokan. He is APEC Advisory Lead at WARC. Good morning, Ashik. Hello, good morning. How are you guys? Doing well, Ashik. Hope you are doing well as well. Yep, it's a good start to the week speaking to you guys. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And a good start to the week indeed, especially for companies like Alphabet, Meta and Amazon, apparently, who have been having a pretty good year with so much money going to them. Uh, But give us more uh, granular findings from this study. I understand you looked at spend forecasts for 100 markets. Yeah. Before we even start on the granular details, I think most of it we can attribute to a largely digital spend. I guess that's why a lot of it is more trackable, right? I think we must also be cognizant of the fact that uh, pre-COVID, a lot of lead media spending or advertising spending was done on traditional platforms. Uh, and not all of it would, be, would have been able to be, you know, kind of measured or tracked. Uh, so that kind of leads to the you know high attribution of volume that has arrived at the digital spend as well. Uh, but you know, in a, in a more granular sense, like you've kind of asked, you, uh, it's very very. I mean, it's almost not surprising to see that uh, so much of the spend is actually on display advertising or, or social media advertising, which is kind of largely attributed to the consumer behaviors as well. Right? I mean, all of us, uh, it's almost like thumb stopping at these days. Most of us find ourselves scrolling through either TikTok or using a mobile app. And before you know it, we have made a purchase. Uh, most probably, you know, you may not even need that purchase, but they've created the intent, uh, almost funneled you through the entire marketing funnel in such a short bit uh, and made a consumer do the purchase. So we have seen, uh, and not surprisingly, uh, there's a huge drop in traditional platforms like cinema or, or, or you know, print. But and, and more money has flowed into the likes of online video, social media, uh, and even mobile. And one of the more interesting facts is that a lot more money has been invested in OTT platforms, mm-hmm. uh, the like of your Netflix and Amazon Prime as well, which which comes as no surprise to me, to, to be very honest. Mm. Ashik, if I was an advertiser and I'm looking at this report, what do I take away from it? Is it as simple as saying, okay, then I better start going digital? Mm. I don't think it's a very good question, uh, by the way. It's a, you know, that's one of uh, a superficial takeaway that uh, advertising uh, <laughs> yeah. professionals might take away, but that's a very big pitfall, and, uh, and I would largely 
kind of advice against it. Uh, traditional or legacy media and formats like TV, out-of-home cinema, radio, etc. Okay. are still very, very important mediums, actually. And, you know, people are out and about. We, we are not living in a reality like in 2020, you know. And pe- in fact, people are dying to get out. Uh, mm. People are dying to travel. People are dying to be more mobile. Uh, and we can't ignore the fact that out-of-home media or TV or, you know, even the likes of cinema have always, uh, and research has proven, uh, that they are way more effective in creating brand awareness or stickiness, as you would call it, uh, because digital clutter is a real thing, right? And yeah. we as consumers mm. can, can really attribute to that. Um, so yeah, so pr- probably that's not the takeaway that we are, I would advise from this report. So what should the takeaways be? Yeah, I think one of the key takeaways is emerging platforms. For example, uh, if you look at it, podcasts was something that you know marketers or advertisers would not even have uh, looked at you know a couple of years ago. Podcast was still on its rise. But what we have kind of seen is that in terms of consumer usage, even podcasts has seen a meteoric rise in, in, in just the past two years. Now, that's a medium that advertisers can no longer uh, ignore. And, and if you look at uh, if you look at the growth trajectory in the report that uh, kind of we have put out, you'll see that, that that's almost unignorable. Uh, and number two is, you know, even how the likes of partnerships or sponsorships have, have kind of played out uh, for, for brands in the region. So such emerging platforms and also such new emerging formats, like if, if you are an avid YouTube or TikTok or Instagram user, you'll realize it's no longer just a, a kind of a vertical scroll that's happening on your app, right? That's new, like there's reels, there's highlights, there's stories, there's so many functions within them. Mm-hmm. Now, while these are great, you know, kind of things for content creators, uh, these are also great uh, kind of tactics for advertisers to tap on uh, and leverage to reach the consumer. Or, 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 a, or a slightly more technical term for it is new routes to consumer. Um, and, mm. and I think that's something that we want to highlight to, to advertisers all around. It's interesting that you bring up, you know, these platforms like YouTube or, or, or podcasting for that matter. Because Ashik, I came from a time where they were trying to educate us, keep the message short and simple. People don't have that kind of attention span. But now it seems yep. that they're willing to sit through things. It's a question of how you weave in the message uh, very intelligently. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, you know what? Uh, I, I stick to the old school thinking because uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of wisdom there. So there's an old adage saying that okay. uh, throw a consumer a ball and they will catch it. Throw them multiple balls and they're going to drop it all. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that to uh, me too. I also drop all the balls. <laughs> so, so it, there's still so much of merit in, uh, mm-hmm. and in keeping it simple mm-hmm. and, and consumable. Like if you think of the best brands in the world, like have a KitKat, uh, have a break, have a KitKat, you know, you just, you will almost complete the sentence for them or Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. Open Happiness, Nike, just do it. Uh, the reasons why these brands have been so successful, even in the digital spend, etc., cetera, uh, is because they have kept it simple as a as kind of a heritage philosophy to the brands. Mm. Uh, and even though there's new mediums like, you know, all these digital platforms, etc., there's still so much of value in keeping it simple and keeping your messaging brief and short for the consumer. Mm, yeah. Not everything warrants a fancy TikTok dance, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> no. Not, not just blind TikTok challenges or, or, or whatever. That will not work. Yeah, it's always got to be fit to purpose. Uh, but speaking of old school thinking, which is something you just alluded to, 
When it comes yep. to legacy media, I'm still quite sceptical about its relevance moving forward, even though you said you believe it will continue to be relevant. Because let's think about it. COVID-19 has in many ways shifted consumers' behavior, right? Some might say yep. more or less permanently online because of the growth of yep. e-commerce, so on and so forth. So really, is there merit in looking closely into legacy media ever again? Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny coming from you radio guys but yeah uh, we are trained to be objective (laughs) very good very good and and that's a very good thing to do but you know uh, we are speaking from a lens of a modern society in singapore right and and even so so i look after the region of asia pacific and if you look at markets like philippines thailand indonesia or even india and, and many tiers of city in china uh, you will see that it's not ott platforms are, uh, like netflix and whatnot are having a, a good growth spike but the lead knowledge platform as you would call it is still tv right mm-hmm. and, uh, and that fact has not changed and broadcast radio as well the penetration is massive and huge and one of the better things that's happening for traditional media platforms and not all marketers or not all advertising research would back this up but some very credible research that we have done on our part or our partners have done have shown that you can kind of split the marketing funnel into two so there's the, the top half of it which is like awareness intent etc uh, and then there's the bottom half of it where you actually complete the purchase like you know your click to action and whatnot so traditional media have always shown that they are very good at you know creating interest awareness etc uh, but of course you know it just can't be seen in silo you still need your digital platforms to complete the purchase and attribute it to your brand so I actually think maybe in Singapore we are a digital First Nation, but if you want to, for any marketer who's based out of Singapore, you're looking at markets beyond this realm or, or, or this city. So uh, I would kind of unlock that bias and look further uh, into what's happening in other markets as well. Mm, and we also have to bear in mind that legacy media has that element of trust. We've built trust over the years and yep. we're all moving into digital as well. So, for example, on radio, we're doing a lot of podcasts. So you can basically access even legacy media online. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I, I kind of work with a few radio networks in the region as well, and it's kind of difficult to split traditional radio and digital radio now because I don't think there's a concept of traditional radio anymore. Yeah. Uh, there are new routes to consumers. People pick up their favorite shows later on, etc. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about mapping to your objectives, right? Are your target audience even on the radio in, in the beginning to begin with? Or are they even watching cinema? Or are they, are they you know, like uh, hanging out elsewhere, doing pizza parties at home with mm. OTT platforms. It all depends on that, yeah. Ashik, with all that said and done, we saw advertising spending rising 23% to $771 billion, uh, last year. That's the strongest growth in uh, the four decades of market monitoring from WARC. Um, yeah. Where is this money going? What kind of goods are we talking about here? Uh, actually, uh, in, in a broad stroke, we have seen... Okay. All sectors grow, minus, oh. uh, minus minus a few exceptions, of course. And, uh, and I think the most notable one uh, is actually transport and tourism. Okay. Uh, so even though we saw an increase year on year, uh, it is still almost $3 billion down from pre-pandemic levels. Right. But that said, the money is actually going to a lot of sectors. But I think the more important one that we can kind of note is actually retail and even fashion. I think this two have, have kind of stood out and, and like what I was saying in the beginning, it can, can kind of be attributed to consumers, 
you know, information search behavior or purchase mm. behavior even. Uh, like most of us pre-COVID may not have, or, or aged about 35 or so, may not have never thought about picking up a clothing item from an online platform. <laughs> right? Uh, that's a very uh, young person thing to do. But right now, that behavior has completely changed. And with that, advertisers have also realized how important it is to, to put the banners on, on site, etc. And the product model has also changed, right? It's not the old way where I deliver to you and then you have to accept it or there's just seven days return or whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, return times have become much shorter under 24 hours. The service, the product itself has changed to, to attune to, to kind of what we are seeing in the market now. Yep. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the metaverse. So clearly, yeah. advertisers yeah. will have way more leeway, way more in terms of options to advertise moving forward as well. Considering your findings and melding that with the possibility of these new avenues for advertising, such as the Metaverse and various other companies coming up with their own verses, where do we go from here in terms of getting advertisers to develop a sound strategy moving forward, even though some of these developments are five to ten years away? Yeah, uh, you nailed it with the last sentence, right? Uh, it's mm. Five to ten years away, because I was just going to say I'm going to be a bit candid mm. uh, and be like, there's definitely more talk about the metaverse than actually, you know, grounded action. Right. Because right. so much of it is still in works, right? And fair enough. And I think meta companies like Meta and, and Microsoft are really leading the charge, doing great things in that space. So uh, this is more of a forecast and a, and, a, and a personal prediction. I mean, there will be like exactly like what I mentioned earlier, the new routes to consumers, right? Mm. There will be even newer routes to consumers with the rise of digital assets, NFTs, uh, owning virtual spaces in different metaverses. And if you have a traditional brand identity, how does that translate into a virtual brand identity on the metaverse? Would consumers interact with you? You know, there's, there's so many new questions as we come up. Mm. And solutions for all of that are still yet to be found. My personal take or advice, you know, whenever clients ask us about this is that, you know, there's a lot of distractions out there. There's always something new that is coming up. Even things like display advertising or podcasts were not there until like uh, very recently. So it's good to keep, you know, things like metaverse on, on your radar, but it's very easy to get distracted from your core marketing objectives. So there's always wisdom in traditional thinking, who your consumers are, what are they doing, what are their hopes and fears, uh, and where are they finding the information or closing the purchase. And as long as you stay close to the consumer, you will automatically be able to plan a very good media strategy and pump money into channels that effectively reach them. So yeah, consumer centricity at the heart of it is probably the most valuable thinking that advertisers can take away. We've been speaking with Ashik Ashokan, who is APEC Advisory Lead for WARC. Really appreciate your insight this morning, Ashik. You take care and stay safe. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.